Hello everyone, and welcome back to Always Discovering You. I am your host, Deja Zanders, and today we are going to talk about emerging young adulthood during a pandemic. Because uh, everywhere I go online, it seems like all of us are feeling the same emotions. The last two years have been crazy. 2022 is so unpredictable already. We have old information. We have new information. We have things we still don't know. We thought that we had adjusted to living life in a pandemic and and navigating our days differently and planning our schedules accordingly. And just when we think we have it somewhat figured out, life just throws another curveball. So I wanted to sit and have kind of like a honest conversation with you, but also just decompress from everything happening. So sit down, relax, take a deep breath. All of us have been going through it, and so we're going to slowly work our way through it together. Now, if you have been listening since my first episode when I kind of did a brief introduction of myself, Um, then this is going to be a little bit repetitive, but I'm going to try and make it really quick. Um, I am 23 years old and my 24th birthday will be toward the end of March. I was freshly 21 when the pandemic started and to think that I am almost 24 and it's still ongoing and feels like it's never going to end is exhausting. And... Every time I go online, I'm lately the last few weeks, especially I've been noticing that all of us as a collective around the world have been feeling exhausted by this experience. I go on Twitter and I read everything that you guys, that all of you post and I see similarities. I go on TikTok. A lot of you are pouring your hard out there and it's actually kind of comforting. It's reassuring to know that I'm not the only person feeling certain emotions. I go on Instagram, there's posts. I answer my messages. I answer my emails. It's just all of us seem to be going through something similar and I wanted to talk about it because this pandemic has been really hard on everybody since it started But I think it has been especially hard for the teenagers and the young adults. And there's a lot of teenagers who are almost finished with college or finished college in this in this time frame. And they're going into their 20s and they don't know what to do. And as someone who is still in their early 20s, but is getting closer to that middle 20s age range, um, I'm here to tell you we don't know what we're doing either. (laughs) It's all of us have had to really uh, adapt in school, career, our friendships, family, dating, trying to figure out like how we're going to pay bills or how we're going to move out or move into different um, living situations depending on our circumstances. And I just wanted to have a an honest conversation about how all of these things have really impacted us. I, I think often our our elders don't quite understand 
um why we are the way we are they don't they don't get it and i think we get a lot of backlash and criticism for things that are very unfair and are not within our control i mean the thing is when you start becoming an adult you realize just how unfair it is that you begin to take on the responsibilities and attempt to correct the mistakes of the generation before you and clean up after clean up after the generation before you so that the generation after you maybe will have an easier time and i think pride can often get in the way for all of us i think I think our, our pride as, as humans, that, that awful emotion of pride, when it's not properly uh, controlled, when it's not properly maintained, it, it can be our greatest downfall. And I think previous generations before us have sometimes carried too much pride in what they have achieved on their personal level that they sometimes fail to see what they didn't achieve for the collective and now our generation is kind of in a in a mess and not only are we in a mess we're in a mess during a pandemic and none of us know how to really navigate that um i personally i am vaccinated i do wear a mask whenever i go outside but i'm very careful about where I go out, when I go out, how many people are going to be there, where we're going. I'm very, very careful. And it's so frustrating to think that this may be an ongoing issue for such an unknown amount of time. In your 20s, it feels as though I am losing fundamental portions of my life. And I know many of you feel the same way. This is supposed to be the transformative part of many of our lives. This is the part where a lot of us, we are attending college. And for some of us, that means moving into dorms and leaving home for the first time. Others, maybe you're still at home. I'm still at home. I did not think I would still be at home at almost 24. I'll be very honest. And all of my plans got completely just like moved and and thrown out the window. And I know many of you are in the same situation. So I just wanted to talk about like how has all of this been really robbing us of experiences and, and making us really sit back and reflect and mature quicker and, you know... I feel like when you're emerging into your 20s, you are just mature enough to know right from wrong and and to take care of yourself and be held accountable and responsible for your responsibilities, whether your responsibilities include work, school, family, money, whatever it is. However, your 20s are kind of that nice period where, yeah, you have your responsibilities and you're you're an adult, but it's also the learning period. It's the it's the time in your life where you are really defining who are you outside of what everyone expects you to be. Because you're no longer stuck with all the people you went to high school with. 
who had perceptions and perspectives of you. You are no longer just a member of your family. You are no longer just this one individual to the friends you had growing up. You are now someone in the world. And the world is such a, a massive place that you start to realize your existence is truly special. And what you do with that existence and how you go about executing it is completely up to you. And it's very frustrating when you feel you can't explore your options and explore what makes you happy and explore what you're good at and explore um, success and failures in a situation like the one we're currently in. So school, for example, let's start there because that's something that um, some of my teenagers who listen to me can relate to as well. Um, and, you know, teenagers deserve more credit. I just want to put that out there. Um, teenagers never get the proper respect. I think they're viewed as children, and they are. They are. Teenagers are very much, you know, they're supposed to be kids, right? Where teenagers are supposed to be carefree and just have fun. But I feel people forget that the world has become such a such a place of competition and stress and anxiety and it's become scarier, honestly. And this isn't to like put fear into people because the world can be beautiful. There's so much beauty in life but teenagers are not they're not stupid <laughs> like they're they're not they have the the world in their in the palm of their hands thanks to the internet and i think that the youth of today is actually incredibly informed like they're they're very well informed they're incredibly intelligent they have innovative ideas. I really do think they are striving alongside uh, the rest of us to really make this world um, a place that is inclusive of everyone. And, and they don't... I really truly believe in their ability to break down these barriers that have been created. And to say, you know, it's time for fundamental change. And it's time to create a better a better world for everyone and it's really frustrating that for teenagers and college students um school the experience of school has completely been thrown off um online learning has been the primary source of of education and in getting your education and it kind of it concerns me because I can't help but wonder what happens to the kids and the people who don't have access to technology, who don't have access to online learning, because there are people out there who they can't afford to have internet and they don't have um, a laptop that can perform all the necessary requirements and maybe they don't have the right equipment to have their classes online and, and Zooming and things like that. Applying for grad school? Oh my gosh. I am so, I am so stressed that I, I was supposed to start my master's program in the fall. 
And here we are, January of 2022, and my entire plan has had to shift around because one, cases are going up really, really high again at ridiculous rates. We have all these new variants running around. I don't know how I'm going to do it. I don't know how I'm going to financially manage it. I don't know how I'm going to feel comfortable being in... I don't know how I'm going to feel being on a college campus. Because the thing is, all the programs I'm looking into, and that would be beneficial and suitable for me, I can't complete all of that online. And in normal circumstances, that would be perfectly fine. If everything were average and normal and working the way it has always been, I would have no problem going on campus and and like sitting down and, you know, being around people and being like, I love that. I love interactive learning. Um, But given the circumstances, it makes me nervous about, you know, how often am I going to be required to be on this campus? And am I going to be able to, you know, perform to the best of my ability? Especially because we're all trying not to be overloaded, right? We don't want to be overloaded with, with our work and our career and our school and, you know, trying to stay healthy. And, you know, mask mandates are wishy-washy everywhere around the world it depends on where you're living and and what what's going on there but in my part in my particular situation I just found myself going you know I do have my bachelor's and I could get a decent paying job right now with my bachelor's and work my way up to a financially stable position And I think that's probably the route I'm going to have to go and then go back for my master's whenever the timing is correct. Right now, I'm fortunate enough to be pursuing my creative desires um, and, and be able to, you know, just focus on my writing career and focus on making creative content. But I, I don't want my degree just sitting there going to waste. Um, especially because I don't have stability in my creative endeavors right now. I don't have consistent stability. I have enough that I'm comfortable and enough that I'm safe for now, but I need longevity. And that's like a pressure that many of us are facing is how do we maintain our, our longevity? How do we go about navigating our education and then moving from education into career, which is a whole other obstacle for any of us in our 20s. It's not even like finding a job is so, it's so difficult anymore. And I don't mean that just for, okay, first of all, it's difficult enough trying to find a job that matches your degree and having to go into an interview and sit down and really sell yourself and and improve that you are worthy of a position and that you are worth hiring and you know setting boundaries in a in a workplace in a healthy and mature and and polite way can be challenging and it can be nerve-wracking 
But even if you're looking for a part-time job right now, if you want to be a waitress or work in a bookstore or work at a cafe, even then, there's a lot of things that you have to consider. You have to really find a place that's going to align with your health and safety concerns. And the economy is so all... Like, I don't even... I mean, we all know that things have gotten more expensive. Or let me speak from an American perspective, because um, I, I, I don't want to... I don't want to generalize the world so much and and not really know what's happening in other countries at all times because it's like I say, you can study and learn something and we should. I really think we should, but it's not the same as living in that particular area. From an American viewpoint, things have gotten very expensive here and I don't think it's just my state. (laughs) I really do think it's the country as a whole. I'm just... Every time I go in the store, it feels like I'm paying more for things that I I didn't used to have to pay ridiculous amounts of money for. And they're they're basic living things. I'm not like, it's not like I'm going out and buying something for fun or buying something because I just wanted it. it. It's like, no, this is a grocery store or this is the convenience store and I'm looking at the prices and they're getting higher and higher. And there's shortages happening. My best friend and I were talking about that. I I was amazed because there was a shortage on cream cheese. And they were limiting how many cream cheeses you could get. She was shocked because they had a shortage on milk. Um, which is like, I just, it's just, it just blows my mind that like, this is the state we're in right now where everything is so uncertain. And yet things are getting expensive and it's getting kind of like overwhelming trying to figure out like how how anyone's just going to do it. Um, budgeting, managing, all of it. Feeling pressure at work because you're doing multiple jobs, not just your own. Like that's that's a whole other thing is because so many places have had to let people go or have chosen to let people go for different circumstances because you know, different companies, different circumstances, different situations. But, you know, it it ends up falling on other people. And it's, it's stressful. It's stressful when you are working in a position that originally you were doing maybe one, maybe three things max. And then all of a sudden you are now handling the equivalent of like eight to 10 different people's jobs. And it's all being placed on you and you're trying to figure out where to rest, how to rest, and how to how to just keep going because you have to have income, you have to have your finances. And for a lot of people out here switching careers, especially in your 20s, oh my goodness, trying to switch from one work environment to the next. Again, trying to keep all your health and safety boundaries and concerns in line and like trying to navigate different workspaces and cooperate with different personalities and different types of viewpoints, especially if the viewpoint is different from your own, that can be very tricky in a workplace. And I feel like the topic of, you know, how, how do you approach the topic of COVID in a workspace? 
How do you politely put out your health and safety boundaries and and concerns without making it sound like you're attacking other people who maybe disagree with you? And, you know, it would be different if you're in a social setting. Because in a social setting, I can sit here and say, I believe in vaccines, I'm wearing masks, I'm trying to be safe, and I don't appreciate that you're not respecting that. And if it escalates into an argument there, it happens and you either work through it, you get over it, or you know, or you go separate ways. But when you're in a work environment and you're going to have to see that person multiple times in your week and you're working with them for an unknown length of time, it's very tricky and there's a lot of pressure and you don't want to come off rude. And I think age really does play a role in it because, you know... If you're working in an environment where you're the 22, 23-year-old walking in fresh out of college with a degree or something, and you have people older than you working, they tend, sometimes they can look down on you. I, I feel like it goes one of two ways. Either they want to take care of you and really be supportive and take you under their wing, or they look down on you because you're young and what do you know and I've lived longer and I've had a longer career doing this and that and it's hard to explain to people that certain experiences and wisdom doesn't necessarily come with a particular age like I've said this in a previous podcast and I don't know which one it was I'm a firm believer that wisdom and knowledge come from experience And not all experiences have age limits to it. It, it, They just don't. And it's really hard to prove yourself and make yourself known in a workspace when you're in your 20s or when you're just like fresh out of college or fresh out of high school, depending on like what you're doing and where you're going and how you get there. Like it's hard to make yourself known and respected and properly seen without coming off as the arrogant young kid that everyone so desperately wants to label you as. And that's become a whole other challenge. And now, you know, education and career aside, growing up in these circumstances and trying to learn how to be an adult, not only are you now concerned with, okay, I'm going to move out at this time or I'm moving from location A to location B and how am I going to pay my bills and how am I going to take care of my car and how am I going to take care of all these other responsibilities and health concerns and safety concerns. Now your social life has dramatically changed since pandemic or at least no I know all of us relate to this. This pandemic has made all of us sit back and really reflect on our relationships with our friends and our family. And it has definitely completely changed the way dating works. Like, I I don't even know how dating works anymore, and it's kind of terrifying. But I think we should really start with family, because our family is, those are the people that we have the most contact with in our life, at the beginning anyway. Um, Those are the people who raise us, shape us, influence us, or maybe they weren't around the way they needed to be. Um, So depending on your circumstances, 
no matter if your family has given you all the proper attention in the world or has failed to give you proper attention growing up, I think family was the first real eye-opening experience throughout this whole pandemic was not only are we seeing that it's different people in our family have different opinions and views given the subject matter of COVID, but we were finding that, man, we were learning a lot about our family members that some of us kind of didn't want to know some things (laughs) like, and, and that was that that's been really challenging is you know 2020 was like the year of really finding out people's true intentions and really discovering things about you know family members that you once adored or really admired and looked up to finding out the sides and the sides of their personality that you did not like and really reflecting on maybe their lack of respect for you or your boundaries or your safety or your concerns. And it really was a time about reflecting and trying to communicate and and how do we communicate and how do we properly go about these types of changes. 2021 came and I felt like that was the year of, you know, setting healthy boundaries and trying to heal and really find out, you know, how life will continue on now under such new circumstances and concerns. And now we're in 2022. And I really feel like this year is going to be, I don't even know. I really, I really feel like this year is going to be the year that really tests us on whether or not we truly know how to go about our lives. Because we have to move on. We, we have to we have to move on in the sense that we have to learn how to live a different way than what we had before. And we've been given two years to try and figure that out. And I think it's becoming, I think when it, when family's in concern, it's becoming a little easier to try and have those conversations explaining why your plans have been thrown off and why things I, I feel like this is the year to really go with the flow. That's basically what I've what I've learned. 2020 was my year to sit back and reflect and try and learn to communicate and really see how the world was changing before my eyes. And 2021 was about, okay, I think I know how to keep safe and I'm going to try to live my life again. Um, And I'm going to slowly build up a a healthy routine of healing and communicating and being very clear and concise. But this year feels like the year of how do I now move on with my life without risking my health and risking the safety of others? And then boom, here comes all this other information that I have to take in and process and, and figure out what I'm going to do with it. Um... For example, one thing I was really looking forward to next month, I was supposed to go to a Monsta X concert. It has been postponed till June. It has been pushed back. And that disappointed me because I I really thought, okay, we're in a place where I can go to a concert again and have fun and enjoy myself. And then it got postponed because everyone's concerned about cases again. And... I will be honest, I have stayed away from the news the last few weeks because it has been heavy. I I don't know how, 
I, I think I have an idea about how all of us have been feeling as a collective, but let me just say this. These last few weeks, the beginning of 2022, hasn't it felt a bit rocky or is it just me? I feel like I have been emotionally and mentally drained. I just, and every, it's like I said, when every time I go online, it feels like this is a collective feeling because a lot of you are out there sharing that, you know, you feel your anxiety flaring up again, or you're starting to get kind of irritated and agitated, or you're just like emotionally kind of just really going through a rough patch. Me too. Me too. I, I've been through so many emotions this month and it has been... I, I'm annoyed by it. <laughs> Truthfully be told, I, I'm annoyed by my own feelings. And that's because I'm the type of person that there is a reason I like to write, right? Um, I don't think I'm very... I'm not comfortable going into my deep emotions verbally. I don't like to verbally try and express you know, this is why I'm sad, or this is what really triggered my depression. Well, you know what? Actually, hold on. I take that back. I I do share my stories of my depression and things that have happened in my life, but that's because I find that when I share those stories, other people can either relate to it or find some sort of advice in it or feel the comfort of knowing they're not alone and how they feel. So I will say that I have been very vocal about, I will answer questions about, you know, how I handle my depression and stuff. And if I ever feel like a question is going too far, I just politely say I'm not comfortable answering that. But for the most part, I'm very vocal on that because mental health is important and awareness is important. And me being able to share my experiences and, and the things I've been through. If it helps anyone, I want to do that. I would love to do that. So I, I, I take back that statement. But I still stay firm in the sense that I am more comfortable writing really, really deep emotions. And that's why I write. And I think that's where a large portion of my... um I'm trying to think of what to call all of you. I don't, I'm nowhere near having the right to ever use the word fans or fan. And even if I, even if I did have the right, I, it wouldn't be comfortable. Man, and I don't, like, I want to call you my friends, but that feels a little, like, I don't want to invade your, your, ooh, hello. Okay, someone just drove by really fast. Um, I don't, I don't want to use the word friends because I don't want to invade like your privacy and, and your boundaries and things, but it feels like having friends. Hmm. Which brings me to like the next subject. Like all of us agree that friendships have been really difficult anymore. Like it was already hard enough to make a friend with someone before the pandemic, but going through this whole experience two years into it. It, it is really, really hard to make 
lifelong friends and and to use social skills. I feel like I've lost some of my social skills. The other day I was on a phone call with a friend who I haven't talked to in a few months because I wanted to I wanted to invite her to an event and I was talking to her and we were kind of catching up and afterward I sent her a text message like hey thanks for dealing with my rambling because I found myself just rambling at a tour throughout the conversation off and on because not only is it someone I haven't spoken to in a few months and it's not someone I'm uncomfortable with that's the that that should be addressed this is a person who I absolutely adore and I am very comfortable with them I know they would never judge me I know they would never like do anything to hurt me on purpose or anything I am very comfortable with this person and I found myself lacking the proper social skills in that moment which is so strange it's so strange I truly feel like all of us have spent so much time distancing and trying to be safe that we're going into 2022 back out into the world trying to you know figure everything out in a, in a new way and we have to rebuild all of our social skills and if you're someone like me who has social anxiety specifically social anxiety rebuilding social skills kind of nerve-wracking like i i feel jittery walking into a grocery store i don't even have to talk to anyone at a grocery store i could walk in listen to music, grab my fruits and vegetables, grab my favorite vegan granola bar thing, I don't even know, and, and leave. And, <laughs> you know, it, it's one of those situations where I find myself getting anxious going out. And I find myself really having to look back into my past, right? <laughs> oh my gosh, here we go looking into the past so if I'm, I'm I just had an image of myself like looking into a crystal ball for some reason and that's why I started kind of laughing because I'm talking about referring to my past and crystal balls are usually used to predict the future um I don't believe in the crystal ball theory personally that's just me if you do own a crystal ball or you know someone who does props for you just it's not for me um, but I just, that's why I was laughing. Cause I'm like, how silly, um, how silly of me, not of other people. But I, I find myself having to kind of go back to my past and really stop and think, okay, when I was overcoming my social anxiety, what, what was my toolbox? So to say, like what, what set of tools was I using to become better at socializing what was I doing what was I saying where was I going like what were my my coping mechanisms and my tricks to gain confidence and become less socially anxious like what did I used to do and I find myself having to really go back and return to some of those techniques um fine-tune some of those techniques really elaborate on some of them and it's been challenging it's been challenging because I find myself um, really socially conscious. Like I, I find myself back back in my head again, just back in my mind. And I know many of you probably feel the same way. And 
I just, it's crazy. It's crazy because making friends was already difficult because your 20s are so weird and, excuse me, your 20s are so weird and you realize that you want quality friends, right? So when you're in high school, a lot of the times the friends you're making, they're your friends because you share the same class or you have the same interest in music or you you know you're planning to go to prom or go to a school event together or something. And then when you get older and everyone goes their separate ways, you might have a few friends from high school that you stay in touch with. I personally have a few that I truly feel are my lifelong friends. But when you get older and everyone starts going their separate ways and life starts getting busy, those moments of free time you have, you want to spend them, you want to spend that free time wisely with the right people. You want to be with people that you're comfortable with, who you can laugh with, who you can have fun with, who are on your same frequency. And you start realizing that quality really does matter over quantity because now your friendships are no longer about we have the same class and we like the same boy band or we like the same solo artist or something. It now becomes more about who is going to be there for you, who is loyal, who is trustworthy, who is honest, who respects you and your boundaries. And honestly, oh my gosh, every time I feel like I'm about to say something that might stir up a a conversation I get a little uh, you know I honestly think this kind of matters in friendships and I know people are probably going to have mixed opinions I think it matters where you politically stand and I think it matters what what areas of politics that you stand on because you can totally be free be friends with someone who does not have the same political viewpoint as you But in my experience, it is rare. Most of my friends politically agree with me. I have a few that don't. And the ones that don't, it's okay. Because when we have discussions about, you know, I'm I'm very concerned about human rights. And I'm very concerned about, I've always been very passionate about allowing people to live life the way they want to live life, as long as they are not hurting another person. And therefore, I'm very passionate about LGBTQ plus topics. I'm very passionate about, and I don't just mean, and when I do say LGBTQ plus, I really do mean that because I feel like the transgender community often gets overlooked at times and and just ignored Um, and I'm just, I'm, it just irritates me. So I'm very passionate about that. I'm very passionate about, you know, having discussions about racism and how things are not equal. There's not equality happening. Um, Women's rights. I'm just very passionate about topics like that. So when I'm having conversation with someone, they can be on the different political viewpoint than me, but if they agree with me that like, you know, yes, same-sex marriage should be legal. Yes, transgenders should have better laws that protect them and 
protect their their right as a person and should be seen as a person because guess what they are people and I, I get so frustrated when people act as if they aren't and if you agree that you know women should have a right to the say of their own body and they deserve equal pay if they are performing the same job as a man and doing just as well or if not better they deserve the pay that they that they they deserve the right pay if you can agree with me on topics like that and you can sit here and openly say you know black lives do matter and we do have a racial inequality issue and it needs to be fixed and certain systems need to be reformed and laws need to be changed that's okay i can totally that that's wonderful that's great if we can agree on those main topics but often i find that People who are politically different than me do not always share those same viewpoints and it can get very, very uncomfortable very quickly and, and I, I don't like the, the agitation that I feel. So I truly think that if that when it comes to friendships, you have to see if you are on the same side of very core topics, very important topics or else it's just not I or in my situation I shouldn't speak for the general in my position if someone disagreed with me on any of the things I previously mentioned we can't be friends we can't because to me I I just I can't have that in my life that can't be in my circle which then that's also important in my opinion in dating And dating has gotten crazy because trying to meet someone safely and trying to find compatibility with someone has just gotten 10 times more difficult. And learning how to have the correct relationship cues and and sharing parts of your life again and opening up to someone during these times, it can be difficult because everyone has such mixed viewpoints. I used to be... Here's the thing. (laughs) Before pandemic, speaking from the perspective of a young woman, me being a young woman, my perspective, of course, is going to be different than a young man sitting here and talking about dating, which I should. You know what? I'm going to see if any of my guy friends would be willing to do a segment because I would just love to hear what on earth goes on in their mind. But from my perspective... Before pandemic, my concern with dating was, are we going to have things in common that are important to me? So, you know, are they going to be a a kind, caring person? Are they going to treat other people with respect and manners? Are they going to be respectful of me and my family and uh, respect maybe cultural differences or religious and spiritual differences? Those were things I used to worry about. And of course, safety. You know, I would always worry about, I, I want to make sure that if I go on this date or if I meet this person that I'm not putting myself in any physical danger, right? Um, that I'm not walking into a situation unprepared or, or anything. And it's not, it shouldn't be my responsibility to feel that way. Um, I realize that. Um, I just caught what I said. Like, as I'm saying it out loud, I don't want to make it sound like it has to be fully a woman's responsibility to feel 
safe. Um, but the reality is we have to work really hard to feel safe, um, unfortunately. And that it's not our fault. It's just how things are right now. Maybe one day we can change it. But, I, you know, I always proceed with caution. So that used to be my biggest concern was, okay, I, 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 if I'm going on a date, I want to be in a very public setting around a lot of people. I want to drive there myself. I do not want to get in a car with a young man that I do not know. I do not want to go to a secondary location. <laughs> like, I, I had very particular rules in mind. And now, now if I want to go on a date, I have to keep all of those rules in mind and all of those precautions. And now there's that added layer of, okay, but where are we going? Are they vaccinated? Do they believe in masks? Like, are they an anti-vaxxer? Are the, do they not wear masks? Like, where are we eating out? Are we going, are we going to be in an open space? Are we going to be in a crowded space? Where do they want to take me? You know, it's all these, these new things to consider. And I really, really think it has made being in your 20s during this time a challenge. Because all these things combined, we, we don't know what to do anymore. Education, career, family, friends, dating, all of it. It used to be complicated. All, like It already was complicated from the start. But now there's this whole other layer added to it that has really put a lot of pressure on young people and anxiety. And I think that we have just had to really all these defining fun moments we're missing out on. And it, it's kind of frustrating because it's like, when does this end? When do we get to enjoy youth while we have it? And sometimes it feels like it's not going to end. Um, and I, I'm again, I'm not trying to be like negative. I'm just trying to be honest that I, I see a lot of you. I agree with a lot of you. I understand how a lot of you may feel. And I, I'm right there with you. I am trying my best to figure it out alongside the rest of you a day at a time. Um, any advice I have about this? So I only have like four pieces of advice um, of things that I've been doing to kind of cope with this feeling of, you know, sometimes I feel really lonely. Sometimes I feel frustrated. Sometimes I feel like, you know... How do I make the best out of this situation, you know? Um, I think I only have four pieces of advice that I'm really, like, taking into right now, but I'll start with the one that has meant the most to me. So, I am a big use of planners. I love planners. Um, and I like to be organized. I have to have things planned out. I have to write lists um, because I, I, I could easily forget certain responsibilities. So when I was in school, planners were uh, a lot of help to me because I could really sit down and figure out, you know, this is an assignment that's due at this time and I can piece on it like this and I can do this and that and blah, 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 blah. But recently, my 2022 planner has been not very useful to me. And what I mean by that is I'll write down all the things I want to do, 
but I find myself so mentally and emotionally exhausted that I don't get those things done in a day. And then at the end of the day, I look at my to-do list and I'm very upset because, oh my gosh, these were all the things I wanted to do and I'd got nothing done. And it's frustrating. So what I've started doing instead is instead of using the planner to write out a list of things to accomplish, I do the opposite. At the end of the day, I write down all the things I accomplished in the day. And it kind of serves as a way for me to visually see how much I've actually gotten done in a week. And I feel better about myself rather than, you know, picking myself apart and putting myself down because I didn't check off the things in my checklist. So, for example, um, it's it's a Tuesday when I'm recording this. Um, yesterday, I got up, I made my bed. I did some writing, I did some research about a particular topic um, that I want to discuss in the next few weeks. I went through some of my stuff for my publishing. I went through, I I did a, a small number of things. I did like five or six things in the day. And at the end of the day, I, I went through and I looked. Every time I, I completed something, I wrote it in my planner. And I felt so much better yesterday looking at my planner and going, wow, I did all of that today. And it felt so much better than looking at a list of what I wanted to do and expected myself to do and didn't accomplish. So that's one major piece of advice that I like highly, highly recommend doing is if you're someone who picks yourself apart, try and lift yourself up. Try and give yourself a boost of what you did do. And accomplishments... It doesn't matter how big or how small the accomplishment is. If you got something done for the day, you got something done for the day. Making your bed is an accomplishment. Taking care of yourself is an accomplishment. You know, it's not all about finishing assignments and and doing all this like really impressive large amounts of work. Like sometimes it's... Even if like reading a book, let's say you really, really have been wanting to read a book and you just haven't found time for it, but you found like 20 minutes in your day for for you to just sit and read that book, write it in your planner because that's an accomplishment that you did. What else have I been doing lately? Um, Treat yourself as gentle as you treat your friends and family. I, I think about, you know, If my friends or family came to me and said, hey, I'm experiencing burnout or I'm really exhausted and I just like, I'm I'm finding myself having a lot of big emotions and I don't know how to compartmentalize them and I don't know what, what I'm doing, I would never, ever speak to them the way that I speak to myself. I would never. And I had to really remind myself these last few days to just be gentle with me. How I speak to me is so important. And I've had intrusive thoughts. I've been very critical on myself these last few weeks. I've been very hard on myself about different things. And I had to take a breather the other day and remind myself, feel what I need to feel because that emotion is there for a reason. It is okay to feel the emotion I'm feeling but I need to speak more kindly to myself. I just need to be, I need to speak to myself the same way I would speak to someone I love. 
and I just need to be gentle and I need to be understanding. And that's my biggest advice to you is if you know that your friends or a family member that you dearly care for came to you and they were experiencing the exact same situations and feelings that you are experiencing and you know that you would be supportive and kind and and you would cheer them on and you would tell them that you know things are not okay now but they will be okay and that's what makes it okay wise words from frivy fox asmr (laughs) i'm just saying that that was like one of the biggest game changers is is her saying that if you know that that is how you would respond then that's how you need to slowly begin to talk to yourself and i know that's easier said than done but you know take it a day at a time give yourself listen to your own advice give yourself one piece of advice that you would give a friend in the, in the same situation and apply it just a day at a time one piece of advice a day um give yourself something comforting in your day Find something that, like, brings you maximum joy. Um, A lot of you have been very kind (laughs) and have told me that um, my writing has been your, your break from reality and has been your comfort. And for that, I say thank you so much. It's an honor. Um... Why do I get so emotional when I speak about this? Oh my gosh. Get it together, Xanders. Oh my goodness. Um, <laughs> uh, it's been an honor and I'm, I'm flattered and I promise I will continue writing and writing as much as I can to bring you as many stories as possible and to give you as much comfort as possible and laughter and happiness. And I, I'm honored that you feel that way toward me. Um, you bring me a lot of comfort. That's, that's for sure. I've, I think you're probably tired of me saying thank you so much. (laughs) I probably sound like a broken record with how often I try to express my gratitude, but, you know, you can never, I feel like you can never say thank you too much and you can never um, let people know you care about them too much. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And I care about you a lot and you have been a wonderful addition into my days and I'm just so happy. Um... But yeah, find something that brings you comfort, whether that's reading, writing, creating art, getting lost on on the, the vast web of YouTube and just like, like just falling into the YouTube trap for a while. Um, the thing that has brought me the most comfort is tea um, lately, something that I can put daily used to. Uh, don't get me wrong, I love your messages. I trust me, I do. But those moments where um, I don't have messages to reply to or I don't have comments to answer and things like that, a cup of tea, so soothing, makes me feel like, look, everything's going to be okay. Everything's going to be all right. Have a cup of tea. Go write something for everyone. Go write something for yourself and then just relax for for the night. That's how I've been um, coping these last few weeks. Um, And remember, you're not alone. Someone is dealing with the same emotions as you are. We may not always have the same situations, but we, we share a lot of the same emotion. And we get so caught up in feeling lonely and feeling like we're the only one experiencing these really big feelings. Um, But you're not alone. You're not. Um, 
I I understand you. I I'm always up to listening. Um, I may not always be able to help in the way that I really really wish I could, but I am always listening and I'm always rooting for you and I'm always cheering you on and I understand how you feel and I can I can offer my emotional support and I can offer you a a place to feel comfort and and feel seen and safe um that that much I can do and the world is so big and there's so many people in it and we're we're more connected than we than we believe we are and and how we feel and you're not alone I'm not alone even when I feel like it you're not alone even when you feel like it and the days where you feel like no one understands and you're different and you're an outcast and you're an outsider, there is always someone somewhere who unapologetically adores you and accepts you for who you are. And it's hard to remember and it's hard to believe, but there there is someone out there. And I like to think if all of us just put our energy out in the world and just really like find our communities and find our safe places some of that loneliness some of that loneliness goes away and it's a really beautiful thing when it does so yeah times have been have been difficult for us for all of us and navigating life has been hard but you know it may feel like we're missing out on pieces of our youth and it may feel like time is slipping out of our hands and and it's challenging and we don't know where we're going to be in the future but where we are right now and having a moment to just exist that's a big that's a big gratitude in itself that we've made it this far and i believe in our ability to overcome this together and rely on each other and find our safe spaces and find things that bring us comfort and happiness So thank you, as always, for being here. Um, I am not going to promote my book on this one because that just feels inappropriate. So instead, I'm going to say, you know, I am on Instagram at Deja underscore Xanders. Say hello whenever you'd like. Um, Currently, I've been following people back. I I was kind of hesitant to because, you know, sometimes people are a bit... uh, I've had a few situations where people have been a bit, uh, loud (laughs) toward me. I don't don't know how else to put it where it kind of startles me, but for the most part, everyone's wonderful. Um, but I've been following people back lately, because why not? A lot of you are great, so why not? Why not? It's fun. I have fun with it. Um, I'm on Twitter, at Deja Zanders. Um, I felt like I was going to say, oh yeah, of course, stay safe. Um, I hope you find your version of happiness and success. Thank you so much for being here. And I will talk to all of you soon. And I love you. I support you. And you can get through this. I believe in you. All right, everyone. Bye-bye.